We now take you into a service already in progress where Pastor Ashish exhorts the congregation and leads them in making the declaration. And right after this is a life-changing message for you. Over the last several Sundays we've been talking about the seven mountains assignment. Just to quickly let you know what it is. Back in 1975, God spoke to three of his men. Uh, Lauren Cunningham, Bill Bright of Campus Crusade, and also Dr. Francis Sefer, whom you will see a little bit, in a little while on, on video. God spoke to these three men, and he gave them the same message independently. And he said, if the church would begin to affect these seven mountains, or he used the word seven mind molders, or seven spheres of society, if the people of God will begin to affect these seven mind molders, or seven mountains of society, then they can disciple any nation. They can disciple a nation. So that's what our objective is. How can we get into these seven mountains and begin to affect these seven mountains, begin to influence these seven mountains, and in the process, disciple our nation and the nations of this world? That's the commission Jesus left us with. Go and make disciples of all nations. And so we've been looking at this, the seven mountains. We've covered three of them. We've talked about the mountain of business. Last Sunday, we talked about the mountain of education, also the mountain of arts and entertainment. This morning, we're going to talk about the mountain of media. And uh, we will not be able to cover the other three mountains on Sunday morning. So I'm just going to put it in a book. It will be in print. And, uh, and you know, we'll address the other three mountains of government, religion, and family uh, in print. But I also want to appreciate some people who have done a lot of research, have sent in their contributions. I want to appreciate, you know, Carl Bob Willis. He's done a lot of research and sent me a lot of information. Very useful. I may not be able to use all of them this morning. I also want to thank Mr. Jaker Jerome, who sent me a lot of information on government. I may not be able to use it. Of course, I won't be able to use it this morning. But we will be putting it in print. Uh, his thoughts on what Christ, uh, how believers can affect the mountain of government. And others uh, who have sent in uh, their thoughts on this. This morning we're talking about the mountain of media. And um, when we talk about media, we are referring to all forms of mass communication, mass media. With the print, the newspaper, magazines, going into the communication, radio, and television, the internet, which is now a major channel of news and information, all forms of uh, advertising, branding, uh, social media, a whole lot of different ways by which information is communicated to the masses. And as many of you sitting here might be studying journalism or maybe journalists yourself involved in this whole area of media. And uh, there's a very, you know, a close relationship between media and entertainment that we covered last Sunday. This morning, we're just focusing on media and so on. So many of us, quite a few people sitting here this morning, you're in some way or the other engaged on this mountain, studying for it, already involved with it. And I believe you will be um, encouraged this morning. What are some of the challenges on the mountain of media that we as believers are wanting to enter in and make a difference? Uh, some of the challenges we would face. There is, first of all, a huge or a large pressure that... Uh, journalists face here on this mountain. We could use the word manipulation to kind of capture this whole pressure. Manipulation meaning pressure from the top to present information the way somebody wants it presented rather than present it just as it is. So the challenge of the mountain media is that you can present the news in such a way that leaves the viewers with a message that could be Anything you want, and it may not, have, may not be in any way relevant or re- directly related to what actually happens. Manipulation, the 
putting on a spin or a certain twist to a story, distorting and manipulating the way things are presented so that you can cause a biased or slanted point of view on what actually happened. Here's an interesting video by Dr. Francis Schaeffer, and this was done quite some time back, and he was one of the three men that God spoke to, and he's addressing the mountain of uh, media. Uh, So can we just... So what you see here is simply a staged mob, and uh, just depending on where the cameras are placed, you can have a totally different view on what actually happened. In one case, it's like the police are overreacting. In another case, it's the, the mob that's abusing the keepers of the law. It was just the same situation. The cameras placed differently and the people told a different story. So really, as uh, Marshall McLuhan said, as he said, you've probably heard the phrase, the medium is the message. What the medium does to the message eventually becomes the message. And so that's a major challenge in media where the whole story can be manipulated distorted to communicate something totally different. And then there's the challenge of hype and exaggeration, where something small happening becomes so big, causes fear, terror, and all kinds of reactions among the people. And this is uh, so prevalent. It's a major thing to deal with when we address media. And uh, journalists are under pressure to create the hype. To cause the excitement and uh, an exaggerated facts so that you know, in all, in, all in an effort to keep the attention of the masses. And uh, that's a major challenge when it comes to media. Uh, here's another video that you would see. It was created by some young people who had uh, probably had a lot of time on their hands. But it shows you what some of the flaws here in media. Let's play that one. How to manipulate the media. And... Uh, And a third major challenge on the mountain of media, of course, is its influence on the masses and the kind of effect media has on popular thinking, on the philosophies that people carry or adapt to, and even the lifestyle of people as a result of it uh, through uh, whatever is released in the media. You know, think about some of the big names that you and I are familiar with today. You know, uh, people like Oprah Winfrey or Larry King. We consider the influence they have globally, not just within their own nation, but all across the world. They have such a powerful influence. But some of their philosophies that, that promoted all over the world, some of their lifestyles are, are, are so, uh, you know, it's something that, that just leaves us wanting. Uh, Larry King, 76 years old, this this, this month, April, he filed for his eighth divorce. I mean, he's such a respected man, a television uh, interviewer. Oprah Winfrey, uh, she she's, has such a powerful influence through her TV program, The Oprah Winfrey Show. And it's the highest rated program of its kind ever in history. She's arguably the most powerful and most influential woman in the world. And... Uh, and uh, she, in, in more recent years, has moved into talking about spirituality and giving information or programs that deal with spiritual, that exert spiritual influence over her audience. And unfortunately, you know, this is what she has to say. Uh, she says, you know, God is a feeling experience and not a believing experience. If your religion is a believing experience, then that's not truly God. And Christianity today had a, a strong look at um, Oprah Winfrey's influence on people, especially in the realm of uh, spirituality. And they they ended up calling it the Church of O. It's her church all over the world. People follow what she says. 
what a powerful influence uh, people like these have on, on the masses. So major challenges, manipulation, hyper-exaggeration, influence on the lifestyle, philosophies, the thinking of people through the media. And of course, you and I can be certain, almost certain, that Satan would want to use these things to control, to manipulate, to affect nations, to affect huge masses of people, keep them under his control through wrong information, through hype and deception, through alarm and terror, and just control the masses through the channel of media. So if you're a person engaged in media, I just want to share a few scriptures with you this morning just to encourage you in what you're in your assignment, what you're doing on the mountain of media. I encourage you to make a difference there and begin to influence this mountain. You know, there are promises that are relevant to the mountain of media. God promises blessings on the messenger of truth. And if you are on that mountain of media and you choose to stand for the truth and speak the truth and present the facts the way, the way they really are, God is on your side. If you go with me to Proverbs chapter 12, Proverbs chapter 12, I want to read verses 17 through 20. We've put up on the overhead just to save time here. The Bible says in Proverbs 12, 17 through 20, He who speaks the truth declares righteousness. When you speak the truth, you are releasing righteousness into uh, your audience, into the people, into the nation. But a false witness deceives. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword. But the tongue of the wise promotes health. Verse 19. The truthful lip shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil. But counselors of peace will have joy. So look what the Bible says in verse 19. The truthful lip will be established forever. If you are a person on the mountain of media, the news you bring and you commit to being truthful, you commit to communicating accurately facts, God says that you will be established forever. Nothing can shake you. You might face opposition. You might face pressure. But God's word guarantees that you will be established forever. However, a lying tongue is only for a moment. It can survive only for a short time. There is no stability in it. If you're somebody who is going to be a counselor of peace, then you are going to have joy. If you are somebody who is going to promote peace, bring peace in the hearts of people, you will have joy. God also gives you strength to journalists who've got to, you know, go off in, in difficult situations, in difficult places. And if you're a journalist, maybe a TV reporter or that kind of a person, and you maybe just get a call suddenly, you know, late in the afternoon or the morning saying, hey, rush to Chinnaswamy Stadium. There are three blasts there. We want you to cover it right now. And you're saying like, me go into a situation like that. Right? It can be alarming, can be challenging. But here are some scriptures for you. You know, Psalm 112, verse 7. Psalm 112 verse 7 says that you as a person who fears the God, you will not be afraid of evil tidings. Your heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. So it doesn't matter what kind of news you've got to cover, your heart is fixed. Your heart is stable. You're trusting in God. In Proverbs chapter 3 verses 25 and 26, uh, the Bible says, Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So don't be afraid of such news, the Bible says. Don't be afraid of trouble. God is going to be your confidence. He will keep you. He will preserve you. And He will protect you. There are several testimonies of people who are making a difference on the mountain media. We won't have time to go into that. Uh, we we'll probably have put that all in print for people to study. 
I want to just share a couple of principles that will, that as a person, as a journalist, as somebody in the mountain of media that, that you can carry with you. Uh, just some principles here. You know, commit to reporting the truth and stating the facts. It's going to be difficult, but you make a commitment to do that. You be a different reporter. You be a different journalist. You be a different person in media. You commit to reporting the truth and stating the facts. Proverbs 13 and verse 17 says this, A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful ambassador brings or promotes health. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful ambassador, somebody is communicating things faithfully, what will happen? You are going to promote health and wholeness and healing into the hearts and lives of people. So see the end result of what you're doing and look for how you can promote wholeness and healing into people's lives. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 6 says this. It says, Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God, the man of God, that it was an error. Why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? Don't let your mouth, what you're saying, what you're communicating, lead you into sin. Because if you do that, then he says, what, 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 what are you going to tell God? Say, God, you know, sorry, you know, the word just came out. And it wasn't me speaking. You know. No, don't let your mouth cause your body to sin. Because what are you going to tell God? And God can just undo everything that you're doing in a moment. So you commit to speaking the truth and stating the facts. You be a journalist with a difference. Second, and this is just a simple word of encouragement, always end on a positive note. You know, there's enough of bad news everywhere. Every channel you turn, it's got something alarming, something that disturbs people. But if you're a person who can always end on a positive note, I know there are situations that are going to be difficult. There are going to be tragedies that you need to cover. There are going to be wars. There are going to be terrorist attacks and all kinds of things that you would need to cover. But in the midst of all that, if you can leave people with hope, leave people with something positive, it's going to make a big difference in your work as, as a journalist, as a media person. Proverbs 25 and verse 25 tells us this, that as cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. Good news, something that's positive, that leaves people with hope, is going to bring refreshing as cold waters through a thirsty soul. So if you can tap into the wisdom of God, that even when you're covering something that's very serious, very dark and difficult, yet by the wisdom of God, you're able to leave your audience with something that's positive. You can, you know, you can leave them with hope at the end of the day. Isaiah 52 and verse 7, it's not necessarily talking about media, but it has a principle. Isaiah 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, who proclaim salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reign. So you be a proclaimer of hope. You begin to look at things from the perspective that our God is still reigning on, on the throne. No matter what's going on, no matter what calamity, no matter what tragedy, our God is still reigning. And you be a proclaimer of such things, a proclaimer of peace, a proclaimer of good things, a proclaimer of salvation, a proclaimer who says our God is still on the throne. There are spiritual gifts and anointings that we can take into the mountain of media. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom. And the Holy Spirit is a spirit of revelation. On the mountain of media, you definitely need the empowering of the Holy Spirit to stand for truth. 
You cannot do it on your own. But he is the spirit of truth who will empower you to do that on the mountain of media. So you tap into that anointing, the anointing of the spirit of truth. Tap into the anointing of the spirit of wisdom. How are you going to present something positive when there's something very tragic, something very difficult? The Holy Spirit can give you the wisdom to do that. Even communicating tragedy that still leaves hope in the hearts of your audience. You need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. So tap into the anointing of the wisdom of the Spirit of God to do that. And the Holy Spirit is spirit of revelation. John 16, 13, 15, Jesus said, He will show you things to come. So as a news analyst, you want to predict where things are going to go. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of revelation. He can tell you exactly where things are going to go. And you can establish yourself as a person who can accurately analyze the news and predict where things are going to go. And you'll be a news analyst, not just by your own abilities, but because of the revelation of the Holy Spirit, because He can show you things to come. Amen? If as journalists, as people on the mountain of media, we can tap into these spiritual realities to make a difference on this mountain, I believe we will get the attention of the world. And then we can point them to our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you that as you step into this mountain of media and you want to bring in influence, be bold to counter the culture. It's not going to be easy stepping into this, to this mountain and saying, I'm going to effect change. But you must have the courage to counter the culture, stand against the grain and say, listen, I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to do what is right for my audience. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to bring hope and bring life to them, bring wholeness and healing to them. And when you think of some of the people in media, they're so powerful, so successful. I look at their lifestyles, look at their wealth, just boggles the, the mind to think that they could, they could have achieved such success. And so as believers, as we go into this mountain of media, we must demonstrate success to the blessings of God and believe God for that and say, God, with your blessing, I want to be successful on this mountain so that I can share platforms, I can have tables with those who are on that mountain and be able to speak into their lives and point them to Jesus Christ. So believe God for success. Demonstrate success through the blessing of God. Be patient till it comes. God is also interested in your character so that you don't end up like Larry King. You know, as God takes you up on the mountain, that you are a man or a woman of character. And you can make show not only by your success, but, but through your life, what God can do with people on this mountain. So demonstrate success with the blessings of God, but be patient till God releases that into your life. What can we pray for on this mountain? You and I as a church, as believers, and we can pray that God will raise up anointed, Bible-believing, truth-proclaiming voices in mass media. Pray that God will raise up such men and women who will go into this mountain and will make a difference. They will be bold enough to counter the culture on the mountain of media. We also ask God to raise up television stations and channels and news networks and newspapers and other channels and forms of media that have God's agenda, that are kingdom-minded, that promote wholeness and healing and peace and righteousness through the work they do, and yet they are excellent in what they do. We can pray for such things. Amen? So on this mountain of media, God needs people. It's not easy. It's challenging. But maybe some of us need to move into that mountain. Some of us need to get ourselves trained in the spirit, in the natural. Begin to move there and say, God, I'm willing to make a difference on this mountain. I'm willing to be a journalist with a difference. I'm willing to stand here and bear the name of Jesus Christ. It's not going to be easy, but God needs people there. Amen? Let's stand up. We're going to pray and then we will close with 
But I want us to pray this morning. Can you pray and say, God, I want to make a difference. I want to get into this world. I want to make a difference, God. I want to touch lives. Maybe it's ones and twos. Maybe it's tens and twenties. Maybe it's hundreds. Maybe it's thousands. Maybe it's cities. Maybe it's nation. But whatever influence God will allow you to have, you commit yourself to making a difference on the mountain that God has placed. Loving Father, we stand before you and we embrace the mandate that you're giving to the church to go in and make a difference on these seven mountains in order to disciple nations. In order to see nations disciple the gospel of Jesus Christ for the truth of your kingdom. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.